Hello, my beautiful, beautiful listener. Welcome to the Mama Pachamama podcast. I am Vivian McKinnon, and it has become very clear to me that the more I share on all of the cringy, deep, dark dwellings of womanhood, I find that um, that seems to be the most appreciated topics. And I get a lot of women reaching out to me, you know, just wanting to share uh, around, you know, all of these, like the things that get uncomfortable and sticky and messy to talk about. I've been saying that a lot, sticky and messy, that's okay. Anyway, so I thought, why not kind of roll with that? Because honestly, it's constantly uh, popping up in my life. And as I'm sure it is in yours, because we are all imperfect, kind of just messy, messy humans. And the more we can learn to embrace that truth rather than try to live this lie, you know, whether it's self-deception or trying to deceive the rest of the world, it's more interesting, more nourishing, more healing, and you're going to have better relationships if you're willing to explore these sticky, messy parts of you. So today I have something big that I've really talked about in past episodes, but I want to dedicate an entire episode around this this angry, insecure bitch persona. Do you relate to that? Does Is this something that you relate to? I imagine there's a good possibility that your answer would be yes, and this is why. I think women, part of the female stereotype is women are emotional and um, they're jealous, right? These are things that you know, funny enough, before I came to record, uh, Brett was about to take the child, about to take the children out, and he was like, "What are you? Do you know what you're recording about?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've got a couple topics in mind." And I was like, "One being maybe like, uh, fe- you know, female stereotypes." He was like, "What? Women are bad drivers?" And I was just like, "No, I like." I, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, then he was like, "What? You guys are so emotional," and I was like. Yeah, essentially, yeah. And, you know, these things are stereotypes for a reason. Because the feminine energy must be sensitive to embrace those feminine qualities. Yet women have not received, many women, the majority of women in this day and age have not received the guidance and the tools to really navigate the intensity of her emotions and her intuition. And therefore we often become, you know, a victim to those things rather than understanding their power and how we can use them as a tool rather than a weapon against ourselves. Right? So yeah, it's a, I want to talk about this because if you know me personally, and I mostly, I guess, I don't think anyone in my family listens to this podcast um, that's known me for a long time, but they would all tell you that I have a very strong history of being an angry, insecure bitch. Oh my goodness. I just have to really accept that in all of its cringy discomfort. Um, 
because you know I'm I I've been loud and I've been um, crazy, and one thing I've talked about many times is one thing I told myself so much in my life in the past was I just want to be understood if just, if just if people could just understand me. And now I, I like joke around, well, not even a joke, but I, I understand that the understanding I thought I wanted from others is actually understanding I wanted from myself. I didn't, it wasn't about others understanding me. I needed the confidence that came along with really taking the time to get to know myself, understand myself, embrace myself and all of my um, eccentric or just bigness, essentially. And... And yeah, it, it, until we are willing to love these parts of ourselves that are capable of extreme anger or extreme insecurity, it's 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 rough. It's rough to navigate, you know, being the 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 the, the power of the feminine energy essentially. So so of course there's just these stereotypes that women are emotional and women are angry and women are insecure. And the anger thing is an interesting one because I think you know so many women are are I'm I, I'm I feel like many of the conversations I have in person with women is it, it, I see that that willingness to confess to themselves and confess to me that yes I have a strong history of a tendency toward anger and oh it it breaks me and it also warms me at the same time because all I can think is wow we really need each other more than ever to help guide each other and um and relate and maybe share some uh, ways of dealing with the, these very common uh, problems that we're going through. Problems feels like a weird way to say it. But yeah, if your anger is affecting your children, which mine did for the longest time, and occasionally it still does, um, it's something that you want to address and you want to learn how to work with rather than being a victim to it, right? So so I have this insane history of, of being just moody, bitchy, grumpy, and I always found excuses to justify it. One of them being, oh, I'm the black sheep of the family, everyone likes me the least, you know, finding a way to victimize myself. Um, and then I had this, uh, if you've listened to past episodes, I think there, I think in an episode that was like my healing journey, I don't, did I record that? I'm not sure. Um, I talk about this stupid illness I had when I was very young and it lasted a long time. And I was in pain all the time. And I used that pain as like, as fuel and as my reasoning, my justification for why I'm such a miserable bitch to be around. And I, I expected everyone's pardoning because I chose, because I, I felt like a victim. I was like, hey, I'm a victim here. You should, you should be able to pardon me for my shittiness, essentially. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, you know, at the end of the day, others can just tune me out. They can let me go. They can give up on me. They can stop hanging out with me. They can stop trying to, you know, get close to me. Ultimately, I have to live with myself 
and that angry, bitchy, insecure version of myself slowly just deteriorated my joy. And I, I no one wants that, right? No one wants to, no one wants to like be joyless. Uh, so I realized, I realized a lot in the marriage I'm in because a lot of this became just very clear to me. I, I was, uh, there was just so much friction with so many relationships and there's, and, and just so much tension. And, and so a few years back, right, this is not that long ago, not long after Kai was born, um, we were living at my mom's house and I was just not doing well. I needed, I knew what I needed and I wasn't getting what I needed and I didn't know how to give it to myself. And I tried my best to ask for it. I needed, you know, I, I want to raise the children. I want the way I want to raise them. But when you're in a, in a house with multiple other families, it's really hard to, to do that because <laughs> everyone kind of has their own, their own fears, their own inputs, stuff like that. So, uh, I was, I was angry and frustrated and I, and I like, and I really enjoyed playing the victim and villainizing Brett. And I, I justified 100% in my head why I had the right to be so miserable, moping around and miserable. Um, I, and I, I truly felt like, you know, here my husband is disappointing me and, you know, I'm making it clear what my needs are and he's not listening. And and I'm angry about that. And I'm walking around and it's obvious. My energy is just so obvious. I'm, you know, I'm taking it out on everybody. And my family basically had like an intervention with me. <laughs> I'll always call them like the intervention because it was really everyone sat down and confronted me with, you know, Vivian, you're insanely difficult to deal with, to be around, to talk to. You are just irrationally like it's bad. And um, I felt so upset for so many reasons but the number one reason I felt upset was you know the shame of like man it's true and you know I I think I, I kind of felt like a victim to that for a while for quite a while and slowly was kind of starting to show up with a little bit more curiosity I think I was finally reaching this point where I'm like man, how long do I want to live in this space? Like I'm, I'm the one suffering the most. And why am I so dependent on all these things around me? What can I do? And some of that, like that idea of radical responsibility really, really came to the forefront of my mind. And, you know, better communication, being really clear, because I think that as much as I, I think I'm well-spoken, I realized I, I was not doing a good job communicating myself clearly, especially in times where maybe it felt a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and that irrational, emotional, I remember a really, uh, really intense moment with my brother where we were just, you know, yelling at each other. It got really ugly. And a lot of that was me letting my emotions uh, take over and not being willing 
not being able or willing to stop myself, see where, where I'm at and be able to say, Hey, I'm not, I cannot have this conversation right now. I'm too heated, but this is important for me to talk about. So, you know, I'd love to come back to this and really dive into it when my nervous system is in a better place. And that's reasonable. That's okay. Um, yeah, so lots of, lots of like slow, very slow awakenings to seeing myself. And I, I'll just never forget how I felt um, after that intervention because I was like, it was, it was, it was such a harsh truth. You know, even Brett really took the other side of it. And I, I in my mind, I thought, why aren't you loyal to me? and standing up for me, but he was on the side of, oh, Vivian, you're so angry, blah, blah, blah. And it was kind of just a big wake-up call of like, I can, yes, I can tell myself a story and I can justify my anger a million times over, but it does not change how it's affecting my relationships. It it does not change how how much it's it's destroying my relationships, not even just with, you know, my, my brother and my mom and, and the other people in the home and my husband or whatever, but also with my children. Cause my anger ultimately has a huge effect on my children. So, um, that I feel like was a really, when I look back, that was such a huge moment in my life where I just really had to accept it for what it was. And accept that as much as I might feel like a victim, like an unsupported wife, you know, or, you know, whatever it might be, that wasn't the point. Like you, sometimes you just have to strip away all of your reasons, all of your excuses and just let it be what it is. And I feel like that was the beginning of, of this transition away from that and looking to master myself. And since then, there's been so many, the RBK school really brought a lot of tools into my life and uh, seeking out influences that would guide me to doing the work, healing the parts of me, reacting to things in a different way. So that's something I really want to get into today is like, indeed, I still have moments where those quote unquote triggers get me and I feel it bubbling up inside of me and I'm just, I'm angry and I, and I, and I, and I feel it and I see it. And now I've learned how to process differently. I give myself more credit now and remind myself, Vivian, you are a problem solver. You are a strong, capable, intelligent, creative, beautiful woman who has everything at her, in her hands. It is simply a matter of doing your part. And if you really want a situation to change, you can. And I, and that feels, that can feel kind of scary and intimidating. And honestly it is because there's a lot of ways where I want to see my life move forward and it's not. And that's accepting the reality that in some ways I am not prepared as prepared as I'd like to be, but at least I know I'm giving myself the credit for what I'm capable of shifting. And 
through those affirmations and through accepting like, you know, one thing that Emily, my mentor taught me is, um, of course this is here. I have it written on a mirror. I think I've talked about this already. I have it written on a mirror that I have in the kitchen. And of course this is here is such a gentle, loving way for me to remember, to, to, to allow myself to, to be, to feel whatever it is I'm feeling. Because I know I talk about this a lot also, but so often my anger, why I get so angry is because I haven't really allowed myself to sit with my sadness and and feel my sadness fully. So a practice I have now is really acknowledging the things in my life that bring me sadness and giving myself permission to be sad in however that I need to do so, whether it's curling up in my bed and just holding myself in silence or, you know, eating something that soothes me or, or I mean, sitting outside in the sun by myself. There's so many, there's so many things, right? But allowing myself to just be with it and not try to change it. Of course, this is here. Vivian, of course you are sad that you're feeling lonely. Of course you're sad that this thing makes you feel like you've been um, betrayed. Of course, this is here. Feel that. Just be with it. Don't judge it. Don't don't be rushing to change it. You don't have to just say, oh, I'm sad. No, 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 no. I need to go back to being happy. No, no, no. No, my kids can't see me sad. No, no, no. Let yourself be sad. And that's an interesting one because my children notice and they become very affectionate. And Steve will ask me, mom, are you okay? You look so blue. And I'll look at him and say, oh, I'm feeling, I am feeling blue. I'm feeling pretty blue right now. But I'm, a, I'm, I'm just working through it and feeling it. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be ready to move through that when I'm ready. And it's that, it's that simple. And, and often I find that I, I know I've moved past my sadness when I become like very giggly. I just like start giggling a lot after I've like sat with my sadness for long enough. And because it all does, it, it all becomes kind of funny. Because you feel it, you sit in it, you sulk, you just like, oh man, I'm so sad. And then I'm like, I'll be sitting there just like, you know, all right, feeling this. And then I'm like, I'll get inspired. I'll get really excited about something and be like, ooh, I want to go make this like really delicious meal. Or, ooh, I want to go like write, write this thing down that I've been thinking about or like make this meme that's been on my mind or oh, I want to go play this game with Steve or whatever. And, and I, it's like letting it move through me brings me back to just like that neutral, beautiful place of just like life is playful and it's, um, it should be playful and it should be fun and it's okay to feel the different feelings, but they are designed to be temporary, right? I, I remember watching a video of a lady being like, emotion is like energy in motion. You really just have to let the energy flow through you. And then once you release it, 
you know, you can come back to this neutral place. And that goes for happiness as well, anger, whatever it might be, these temporary fleeting feelings, we must let them flow through us. And then we can, you know, get back to this neutral state, which is a really beautiful state. Everyone thinks that the ultimate is just always being at this high, but actually most of life is spent, you know, in a neutral state. Um, and that's joyful. That can be full of just like, uh, I think that's where when you can sit in silence in nature, say when you like that, when you can just like peacefully sit in silence in nature and have a clear mind and a very calm nervous system and, you know, just feel really embrace the, the feeling of being alive yet stress-free. I feel like that's that neutral state and it's so beautiful. Um, I really enjoy being there now and I've figured out how to bring myself back there even though of course I feel things all the time. So working through my anger <laughs> um, and seeing it for what it is and also having moments where I do just get fucking angry and I think throw something and sometimes I just need to do that and have that release and that's okay also. Um, but it's important for me to recognize, am I really angry right now or am I not, am I not being honest about things that are making me sad? And more, most often that's the case, which I find so interesting and fascinating now. So I can cry more now and I can, I have these like really beautiful moments with myself where I can tell I'm healing my past self and my inner child by just saying, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be exactly where you are. Of course, this is here and that's okay. Um, let's dive into insecurity and jealousy. Ooh, women are, I mean, geez, take a big fat stamp and just, psh. now I'll tell you what, I, I feel like a lot of this can also, a lot of what I said in my podcast um about sisterhood and um I think it was like is sisterhood the medicine you're missing I believe that was the title of the podcast and the sister wound I do address a lot of that because I do think we've been culturally indoctrinated to see women as um competition and threats and uh it that I think does have a lot to do with why we get stuck in this like kind of jealous loop. Um, but the other part of it is, are, are you doing, are you living the human experience enough to feel like you have parts of you that are developing, that are being challenged, that you are upgrading, up, like leveling up, therefore you feel the feeling of like pride and confidence, right? Because we have to challenge ourselves and be successful in our challenges to feel that sense of confidence, right? So as we get better at things, as we um, become more successful, and I don't mean that in like as a successful career, it can be that, but it could be just, you know, becoming a better, you know, decorator of your home and making your home like the ultimate cozy space probably brings you a lot of confidence or being a better cook, whatever. There's so many ways to do this, right? So what's important in the human experience from my perspective is are you working on personal development and um, upgrading 
yourself because we are all heavily flawed and we all carry our own baggage. So are we making our baggage a little bit lighter in order to express ourselves creatively and um, live live in a flow state more often, which really brings us more confidence and more self-love. And ultimately, the more of that we are able to give ourselves, the less we get caught up in the insecurities. I mean, it's pretty obvious, yet it's something that I've, you know, it's like, if I'm showing up for myself, then I'm showing up for myself. If I'm being lazy for myself, then I'm going to feel insecure about it. But if I'm if I'm showing up for myself and doing the things that I, I know are important to me and that I'm committed to that are going to make me feel better about myself, then, you know, it's like you have to just, you have to put that effort into yourself. No one else is going to. Like when you're a child, you get that kind of uh, effort from from the adults in your life, hopefully. But once you're an adult, no one's doing that work for you. So you know, only you can bring give yourself that that happiness, joy, confidence, um, and pride that comes along with overcoming obstacles and working hard and challenging yourself and bettering yourself. That's all on you. And a lot of your insecurities will come from neglecting those parts of you that yearn cultivation. So I, you know, healing, I've had this like two-part process that I've been really working on, which is making sure I stay focused on giving myself time to develop my confidence and develop myself in a way that brings me confidence and, and, and personal growth, working on my personal growth, essentially. And then also reframing my, my relationship with women in general, um, recognizing where doing the shadow work, essentially, when I do run into a situation where I'm feeling jealous of another woman, what's really happening here? You know, is it in, in, in healing that wound and really learning to see other women as um, inspiration? It's like, you know, my sister's a perfect example. I, most of my, la- my life, I felt so insecure next to her compared to her and um, really just mostly felt a lot of jealousy where now so much of that sister wound is healed. And I'm talking about my little literal sister. Um, so much of that sister wound is healed that a lot of the things that now that in the past would have made me feel jealous and insecure, I now see and I, I and I'm I really I'm I admire my sister and I think I I'm just like I'm inspired by her. And that's how that's how it should be. Like, wow, I, I, I can do these things if I really want them for myself. And if I'm not, if I, if I'm not doing them, then that's, that's on me, but I can admire and feel inspired by how much you're dedicating yourself to. For instance, she's living at my mom's house right now. Um, and she's built this incredible, she's got this incredible garden going and it's beautiful. And she's put so much love and work into it. And she's growing all these herbs and all this food. And it's absolutely unbelievable. They've got this big chicken coop and 
they're doing incredible stuff there. And I lived there for about a year, maybe a little bit more, um, actually probably a little bit more. And I did nothing like that. And (laughs) I could easily step into insecurity and feel like, well, shit, I'm like, like, look at how much better she is than me. Look at all the stuff she's done. I didn't do anything like that while I was there, while I was there. And I just, it's really beautiful to have, to see that, how that plays out and be like, but I don't have to sit in that place. I don't have to sit in that space of jealousy and insecurity. I can say to myself, hey, Vivian, you can also put this effort, you're, nothing's keeping you from being able to do this kind of work also. So be honest with yourself that maybe it's not a, as much of a priority for you since you haven't done that and you're not doing it, that also feel inspired by it. Maybe maybe you can actually see that and, that, and that's what I am doing. So I see it and I'm like, oh my God, you're amazing. This is so beautiful. Like I want, I want to learn from you. And that's, wow, that shift is so powerful. And we can we can do that with women. We can do that with each other. We can really move past this insecurity with one another, this jealousy with one another. Because there's, there's you know, maybe, the, you know, for the, the, an example, the example of my sister, well, maybe I don't have the finances to invest as much money into creating this garden as possible, but I can start somewhere. And, and I can go dig a little deeper and, and get create. I can get creative and I'm capable of that. And that's important for me to remind myself, like you're, you're, you're creating your own limitations, Vivian. You can, I could sit here. The old Vivian would have sat here and been like, well, I don't have that kind of money and it's not blah, blah, blah. And I don't have, but it's like, okay, then you've created those limitations for yourself and you have no reason to be envious because, you know, then you're clearly not capable of doing it. So why even make the comparison? But what really is beautiful is to say to myself, well, maybe I don't have all the same resources, but I know I'm really creative. And I know when I really want to get something done, I'll do it. And I can. And and I should be inspired to see someone else do something really beautiful and say, how can I create something really beautiful with what I have? And that's, that's how you start overcoming the easy, you know, jealousy, insecurity, angry, anger, all these things are easy. It's all easy. It's all easy to feel. It's all easy to go there. It's easy to feel like a victim in your life. It's easy to look at others and be like, how come you have it figured out? And I don't, that's why, you know, it's fucking easy to go there. That's not a hard thing to do. You're not anything special when you you're feeling those feelings. The challenge and the sweet juiciness of life is in the challenges. The challenge is to say, I don't want to be jealous about this. I don't want I don't want to sit with feelings of jealousy and insecurity. Where can I show up for myself and get creative and make my life a little bit more interesting if I really want that for myself? And sometimes it's like I remember when my sister moved here and she was um she was get she like Brett had a shirt that had a stain in it. I'm so bad at laundry stuff. And my sister's like, oh, I'll get the stains out. I can, I'm like, I can get stains out of this stain out of here. And she did. And we were like, wow. And man, I just remember feeling for a moment that feeling of insecurity or that jealousy of like, 
oh man, isn't she blah, blah, blah. And then, and then kind of laughing at myself and being like, girl, what are you talking about? You fucking hate laundry. You put like zero effort into doing a great job with laundry. I literally do the barest bare minimum when it comes to keeping up with laundry and good luck getting me to spend the time doing stain removal type stuff. It's just not my, it's like, I, I just don't care. I don't care enough. And But it's so interesting that I would like start forming these feelings of jealousy because I'm struggling to just like be honest with myself. Like we can't all have every superpower, right? So we pick and choose what we're willing to put time into, what we're willing to be good at. And then we have to, we have to be able to be honest with ourselves where it's like, man, I'm just, I'm not good at that. And I just don't really like... I'm judging myself and, and like, I'm only hurting myself by judging myself in this way. Are you with me? Are you staying with me on this? It's just so interesting. It's really funny. And I I think that why I like to share all of this is because we can all relate to it, but it can feel so hard to navigate these thoughts, these feelings, these emotions, but we all relate to the, how sticky and messy it all gets. And you're like, you know, no matter how much healing you've done, the idea is life is going to keep throwing things at you that are going to remind you, that are going to test you, essentially. You're going to constantly be tested by life and something's going to come up and you're going to get an, and that's life saying, here's an opportunity to show God, to show great spirit, to show the universe, to show your, the people that love you, that you've, that you're really, you're really doing the work and to show you probably most importantly to show yourself you get tested to show yourself and gain the confidence from being able to say wow i handled that situation completely differently from how i would have handled it a year ago i saw that jealousy creeping in and i saw myself getting vicious And I said to myself, hey, how about instead of being jealous, I like find a way to incorporate this into my own life in a way that's suited for me. And I feel inspired by it. And I smile and thinking, wow, I'm so glad this person inspired me because they're doing something incredible. And I can do that incredible thing also. And holy shit, that shift from being like an insecure, jealous person to wow, I, I'm capable of a lot of amazing things if I move out of my own way and I stop giving in to like the low hanging fruit of reacting. And that is like, man, if we can choose curiosity over being a victim to our immediate emotion, you know, that coping mechanism, it's like immediately, I just become angry, I immediately just become jealous because that's what I'm used to and that's like the junk food of feeling. And we can bring awareness to what's happening and not shame it. And I like, okay, I get, I understand why I would feel jealous about this thing, you know, I'm not good at that. But hey, where can I problem solve? Can I get better at that? Is that totally just not in my my wheelhouse? And that's okay. Then that's a humble thing to accept. Man, that's just not my wheelhouse. I'm never gonna, like one thing like that for me is like uh, sewing and and any kind of like crafting stuff like that. 
oh, that is just not something that I would even be willing to take the time to get good at. And I love that and respect that. And I used to see other women good at that and feel jealous. And now I see it and I'm like, I admire you. That's beautiful. You've worked hard to become like so talented and skilled. I know that takes a lot of work because I've tried that and I suck at it. And honestly, I don't have the patience to go back and try that again. So I'm like, hell yes to you. Craft, work on your craft and be great at things. And that's how people feel good about themselves. It's just getting better at things and, 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 and taking on challenges. Women, we do not have to be jealous, angry bitches. And if you feel those things, don't shame yourself for it, but show up with love and curiosity and playfulness and be willing to say like, am I being unreasonable? And am I like, is this, is this like, what am I getting out of this? What am I getting out of just succumbing to this anger? Like ultimately you, you really just hurt yourself and those around you more. And the less you rely on that and the more you show up for yourself differently, the healing happens and you become confident and inspired by you. So now you can inspire yourself and say, wow, I showed up differently. That felt good. Next time I want to do the same thing because life is just going to fucking sneak attack me and something's going to come up and it's going to be up to me. And, and these days, I swear, situations happen, things occur and I look at, I, I, I respond, and man, when I show up differently than I, would, I, than I would have a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, whatever, and I handle it in a way that I can be proud of, oh, oh, I can't tell you how fucking good that feels and how confident it makes me feel and how much it humbles me because I have to be honest and say, man, I was a piece of shit in the past often. I treated people like shit. I made people uncomfortable. I made people hate my presence and want to run away from me. I made people gossip and talk shit about me. And people are still going to do that anyway. But but like, man, I hurt people I love. I said mean things to them that I can't take back. And it's like, I don't want to fucking be that anymore. That doesn't feel good. That's like, it's, you know, emotions can be how we how we navigate emotions and how we treat others. It's so related to like food, you know, it's like, are you eating the junk food because it's easy and it's accessible and it's cheap? Or are you working hard and cooking yourself a handmade, like lovingly thought out meal that's nourishing deeper in the soul and healing you? Are you harming yourself and harming those around you by like, putting more toxic shit into you and in, in, in radiating toxicity and, or are you like challenging yourself to lean into the healing, into the, the things that bring more peace? We don't have to be jealous, angry, insecure, bitches and when we do we have to forgive ourselves because sometimes that eats, eats us alive just you know sometimes just having to sit with the truth can be really difficult but sit with it long enough and then eventually 
you know, hopefully the problem solver in you, the creative in you, when we all have very creative energy, it's just, you know, it's like a muscle. If you're not using it, then you're losing it. So you have to really like tune into your creative mind and yeah, oh, all of this is something it's all, it, it, it feels so nourishing to talk about and so nourishing to fully accept all that cringiness of how jealous I've been. Oh, Brett and I laugh all the time now and I have to because of some of the things I've done in the past um, out of jealousy and the things I've said. And, you know, I, I don't blame him for some of his fears with me and some of his um, issues with me because I've been, I've made it very difficult for him um, through my jealousy. And then often when women become really, are really insecure and become really jealous, they often then try to become really controlling. And I had my fair share of trying to find ways to be more controlling because, you know, and it's all, it, it, it's all very obvious when you see it. Um, but the going in the other direction is, wow, it's very liberating, I, all I can think back is, wow, how much energy is required to sit with jealousy and let it just stew and not have any control over it, but letting it control me. And then that feeling of like, I have to, I have to control this person. I have to control my husband because I can't control myself. Oh, it's all powerful. But one thing that I'm learning and I, all the shit in my life is healing everything all aspects of my life are healing every fucking aspect is my of my life is healing because i'm not asking anything from anyone else i'm taking i'm 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 realizing that all i can really shift is myself all i can change is myself but one, change one person changing themselves has such a huge ripple effect it affects our children amazingly. Wow, I like, I want to do, I'm going to do, for those of you, because I know a lot of people really got a lot from the episode I did, It's Never Too Late to Help an Angry Child. That was so long ago, I can barely even remember really what I said in it. So I'd, I want to do another, like round two of that. Because so much has changed even since I recorded that and I've gained so much more knowledge and um, I've seen so much shift in my, uh, you know, in that, in that arena with myself, with my children. And it's so powerful. It's, it's incredible. If we continue doing the work on ourselves, healing ourselves, bettering ourselves, stepping into our purpose, leaning into our purpose... Um, offering ourselves more forgiveness, being less judgmental, stepping away from the ego, back to the heart space, all of these things have enabled me to feel more peace and love and joy within myself. And that is what my children see and understand and are influenced by. And it's not just my children, everyone in my life is is heavily influenced by how uh, by these changes I make in myself and it not because I'm forcing anyone to but when I show up differently people pay attention to that you know it's especially young children but um 
it affects someone one way or another. Maybe they're, maybe they hate you and they resent you so much for it and they just leave you and that's good. Let them leave. Let people walk out on you if they resent you for the ways that you're healing and bettering yourself. But more likely, like you're going to find a lot of people that are really inspired by you. And when you can share that more, um, it's really beautiful. It's so beautiful. This is all just like so powerful, beautiful stuff. And it's all really simple. I'm sure everything I've said today is kind of like, duh. But I think the most meaningful things in life are kind of, duh. (laughs) They're not so complex. It's more we just kind of, we lose we lose ourselves and that's normal. That's what happens. That's kind of what makes the journey fun and exciting is like we are indoctrinated to think failure, failure is so bad and wrong. But the truth is that failure is where we learn and where we, we can be inspired and where we get to know ourselves and we get to know those around us. And we really should embrace all these different sides of us and Back to this idea of like, what is my insecurity, my jealousy, my anger tell me about me? It tells me that I'm passionate. It tells me that I really believe in myself and that I, I'm, I'm, I'm a determined person. Think about that. Think about how that, those same, that same like kind of energy that was fueling my jealousy, my insecurity, my anger... Those are all like a few different energies that exist within me and they were fueling that. And rather I, I, I developed a relationship with this energy and now that same energy is fueling my creativity and my passion and my drive and my love and joy, my love for life. That's interesting, right? Because it's like you're, you're finding a new channel, like a healthier healing channel for energy that's there no matter what. So I think that's really where we where we can learn to embrace the parts of ourselves that feel cringy and uncomfortable and we can we can, you know, just show up for ourselves differently and be like, "What how can I use this? How can I use this to my advantage?" Okay, so my anger shows me that I'm really fiery and that I'm really like that I've got like that I've got bigness to me. Where can I put this bigness? Okay, here, here, I've got a podcast. I've got like all these other, these other little Alice ways to like express myself. And then I get to release that energy. Instead, instead of doing it through anger, I get to release it in all these creative ways. Or, you know, yeah, the, um, the inspiration, the being, letting myself be inspired instead of jealous is really beautiful because it tells me a lot of, about myself where I'm like, wow, Vivian, you've got big goals. You've got big dreams and big visions. And that's beautiful. You have a, a beautiful life to live and so much living to do and thriving. And, and instead of like giving into any jealousy or anything, like you are so, I believe in myself deep down. I believe in myself and I'm so capable and that's what, if so, if anything makes me feel jealous or insecure, it's a reminder of like, you're fucking capable, girl. You can do anything you want. Why be jealous or insecure? Just do the same thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be inspired. And that's so powerful. And it goes from like, I'm a victim. I'm so jealous. And I'm so, you know, I'm so insecure too. Like, man, I'm fucking powerful as fuck. And I can do really cool shit. And if I set my mind to something, I can do it. And that's amazing. 
And so it's like, those feelings aren't wrong. Anger's not wrong. Jealousy is not wrong. But maybe the way you're interpreting it and then expressing it is like really toxic to you and the people around you. And maybe you can transform your relationship with those things and use them as fuel and fuel other parts of your life that are like really incredible. And I believe you listening right now to this, that you have so many incredible things to offer and things to learn about yourself. So many ways that you can offer yourself unconditional love and forgiveness and letting go of a lot of that judgment. Boy, we are fucking hard on ourselves. Everybody, no one will ever be as hard on you as you are on yourself. And that's just how it is. So offer yourself some compassion and see your like amazingness. Every human just has some cool shit to offer. We all have superpowers. It's just different. It's just different. And it's like, oh man, it's all so beautiful. And I'm just rooting for like everybody. I'm really rooting for everybody. All right. I think I'm going to end it there. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in. Embrace your cringe. Forgive your cringe. See it for what it is. We're all figuring it out. You are not alone. And this podcast is really reminding me every single time I release a new episode, how many women I have reach out to me is really reminding me I'm not alone in anything I'm going through. And I'm building my community and I'm slowly embracing more women into my heart, into my arms, into my life, and being able to tell them that I see them and that I love them and that we're all here for each other. And that's so fucking powerful because it's hard. The whole thing is hard. Life is hard. Motherhood is hard. Marriage is hard. Just all of it. But man, together we can like really just create some beautiful magic. So I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for tuning in and until next week.